hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Make Do. Uh, I'm Tiffany Arment. And I'm Julia Scott. Hey, I feel weird. I said Tiffany. I'm usually Tiff. Like why? <laughs> I don't know when I say Tiff and when I say Tiffany. I, I don't know. I don't know why I do that. I'm just... Is it when you're when you're trying to be strict with yourself like a parent you do the full middle name and everything tiffany marie but then i want to say my maiden name because that's what i got in trouble with so like, when I was a kid. um i i in my family it was that when my parents uh when they said your name in russian that's when you knew you, you were in trouble <laughs> you get your russian name yeah, tiffany yeah and a the russian name and also uh in in russian you don't do a middle name you have a, a patronym so i was yulia stepanovna that's when you know like okay I'm, Oh, yeah, that does sound like trouble. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, actually, we are. uh, Well, let's see. Can I can I bridge this gap here? We're this. (laughs) Hmm. Okay. this uh, this episode. We are in trouble. (laughs) We're in trouble. (laughs) This is our this is our inferiority complex episode. Unlike all the other episodes. (laughs) Yeah, we uh, we're going to talk about how we don't go to class and we don't do homework. (laughs) Like we should. Um, And what also art homework would be and all of that of it um my big question was i've been talking with my studio mate i feel like i should almost grab her for a podcast at one point because you all need to know about her because i talk about her all the time she's so welcome she i should i'm gonna i'm gonna work on her we're gonna see if she can get on one time but or you have to give her like a a funny pseudonym (laughs) she's been she's been kind of my mentor in all of this art journey and she's been encouraging me to take some figure drawing classes and like with a with a model and stuff yeah yeah and like kind of work on that because what she was explaining to me she's like drawing people and bodies kind of made me better at landscapes and seeing just a lot of different things differently um with dimension and form and shadows and that's what she was encouraging so i was just curious have you ever taken any art classes Aside from pottery, I've taken um, some photography and darkroom classes at like a community college, uh, but not like I haven't taken art art classes aside from that since since high school. I don't think, um, and I I've taken writing classes, and I I want to get back in in some future episode about like writing as art as well. Mm-hmm. But oh, definitely. But I I keep like looking at and and wanting to sign up for stuff, and part of it has been just like. Uh, you know, with with freelancing and working weird shifts in in newsrooms, I haven't always been able to sign up for like longer running classes. Mm-hmm. But also, I think it has been a little bit of that. Like, what if I'm bad at it, or what if everyone else is annoying, or what if the teacher's bad, and then you're like locked into it? But I do think that maybe that's it. It is something that I've been wanting for a long time, and I'm I'm working on you know pushing myself to do stuff that. That scares me. Like taking a writing class came with some of those things and in some ways was amazing. So like I know that it, it can give you like I loved the photography class and I loved working in a darkroom. W- what about you? Are you are you a class person in general? I know some people love classes like that, you know, like the, the the stereotype of, you know, women in their 50s taking all of the classes. <laughs> yeah, like I, I which I'm like... for. Let me let me be clear. <laughs> Yeah, it's all it's all personal preference, right? Like no judgment here. But I don't know, I kind of feel like I buck against classes. Like I'm just something about like, you can't tell me what to do. Like, (laughs) you know, like, that's what I feel like art and being creative and drawing something. I see it as like a really fun place for me where I can do whatever I want. And and really, no one has to tell me what I need to do. It has no structure in my life. It's just 
it's literally all about feelings and emotions and whatever I literally want. And that, and that freedom is what appeals to me. But at the same time, I do have that desire to get better. And, and also like to to like, uh... to to avoid some of the frustration of not knowing techniques and not knowing how materials work. Like you can skip a couple of steps of anger <laughs> and right. get to the point where you can express your feelings. So I feel like being locked into a long term class would not be good. But I am starting to come around to the idea of going to like a figure drawing night somewhere and doing that um, one off kind of thing just to to try something different and to actually see if I like it because I'm making all of these assumptions based on I guess my own fear like you said of, of being bad of being inferior in a classroom setting um, and also honestly like my time is precious taking the time out you know, and arranging childcare or bargaining with Marco to like, all right, if you watch Adam this night, then um, I Adam is my kid. Marco is my husband for just for <laughs> anyone who doesn't know, um, you know, like changing that logistically, I'm sure it would not be a problem. I mean, my husband's super supportive and everything, but it just, it's another thing to go out and do. And of course, like we talk about in this podcast and we have in general, it's really easy to make excuses about not doing something. And I think that that's where I'm in right now. I'm in the excuse phase. So Yeah, and the excuse also, like you were saying before, like the excuse of, but it's supposed to be fun where you're still in that mode of like school mm-hmm. and class is something that you're forced into, you know? I remember when I was a kid and I had a friend, like a friend who took art classes and like painting. And I remember going with her one time because I guess her parents were watching me. And so I was hanging out with her. So I went with her to her art class and we painted like a bouquet of flowers. And I'm talking like, I don't know, maybe I was like 13 years old. And I remember being like, okay, this is really interesting and I'm learning stuff. But what I walked away with from that class was a painting of flowers I didn't care about. Because that's mm-hmm. what they told me to do. And I just keep flashing back to that situation. Or um, have you ever done one of those like drinking and drawing nights or uh, painting with wine kind of no. things? I, I've I've done one of those. And it was fun to do with friends and to get out and to go to a bar and have good guacamole and, you know, that kind of stuff. But again, I walked away with a painting that I didn't care about it was like this generic tree with these acrylics that were like really cheap and with brushes that were really cheap and it's like well that's that's where i think you have to you have to think about like a process versus product Mm -hmm. like very much like it is easy to get stuck in like you know i have i I paint to create a painting and that's where for instance life drawing uh, people or or still lifes it's about like with with life drawing i've also heard that it's a really good um, it's a good practice to have even if you don't want to draw people much because you have to force your brain to stop seeing the body as a body and see it as lines and curves and shadows. And then mm-hmm. when you once you've been able to click into that, you can see it in other ways. Uh, but you have to be like, you know, you can paint 12 paintings to learn how to work with shadow. And maybe you just that's, you know, 10, 12, 15, 80 canvases you toss because it's that in, in the beginning, you really want to have a, a, you know, a finished object, something that you made. And then there's a whole bunch in the middle where it's just practice. And then you come back to having stuff that's worth keeping. And that's when you when you want to have fun. That's not an easy thing to do when you're just like, I don't want to be annoyed at doing the same thing over and over again. But maybe you have to. 
Yeah, it is. It's it's about the the feeling of the result of I put in time to this. So I want the thing that I put the time into to have value (laughs) and to have beauty and to have like, like feel like I accomplished something. And if it's all just practice, I don't know, like I, I could see myself getting very annoyed with that. But I think I need to be annoyed by that so I can get better in the long run. So the the life drawing classes or or, um, things that you've been looking at, is it just like, come here, we have a model you you pay to come in? Or is it with like feedback from a teacher? Because those are two kind of different things. I haven't even looked yet. (laughs) <laughs> because I wanted, I've thought about going to yeah. those like open life drawing classes like again you pay I don't know whatever to come in mm-hmm. um you bring your supplies and that's you know it's it's good um practice in the sense of, of practicing but I do kind of also want someone to some you know walk over to me every now and then and go if you raise the shoulder up you'll you'll you know capture what it is or whatever like that kind of thing because yeah you can practice a lot by yourself but sometimes you do need and that's the thing with a class like you have a teacher there. It's not like a, a a randomly selected prompt from a list on Tumblr. It is someone who knows what they're talking about, knows technique, it, in theory, hopefully also knows something about teaching and feedback. Did you take a class like that for pottery when you were first learning? Yeah, yeah. I had a really, really good teacher who she was really good at showing. She was really good at like she'd been working for so long and teaching for so long that she had seen pretty much you know every problem and mistake so that she could see what you were doing like she knew everything about pottery about clay about technique and about people and and with with certain things you really do need someone there to teach you or at least every now and then to drop in like you can learn a lot of stuff from books and and youtube videos but sometimes you do need like i think i said it before somebody to see you know like you are you need to change the angle of your brush just a tiny bit and and there's no way you can figure that out on your own unless it's by accident. Now I see, okay, in my brain, something just clicked <laughs> as I was listening to you. I love this podcast. I feel like I'm getting therapy right here. It's so good. Well, the thing, the thing is also like, uh, I think both of us, like many people are, are way better at helping other people <laughs> than seeing our own like little weird uh, lacunae of ignorance and, oh, and laziness. So frustrating. <laughs> what, what, what clicked? Okay, so I started working out um, like physical, like urgh, getting buff, right? <laughs> like about a year ago, um, my same friend, my studio mate convinced me to do it. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. And did your studio mate know that you would be in so much pain if you didn't have some back muscle <laughs> while you were sitting <laughs> over your easel? <laughs> maybe, maybe that was her motive. <laughs> but so I started working out and I never worked with a trainer before and he is really great. And I, what I learned from going to the trainer is that he was able to correct and adjust things in such minute ways. It has made me better at working out. So now I'm not so afraid to do it even on my own. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it could be the same thing. Like, yeah, a teacher can really help you because there is, unless there is someone like looking at exactly what you're doing, there's really no way to know what is going wrong. Or are you holding the, you know, the brush slash weight or anything you want to compare it to in the right way? Oh, man, this is so good. All of a sudden, now <laughs> it's okay in my brain for me to go to a class. Like, Julia it was Sensel. not okay. 
it wasn't okay like 10 minutes ago starting this podcast and now my brain says you know what tiff it's okay yeah it's okay you're gonna be okay and sometimes i think it might even be tiny things like say a still life even a a teacher Mm -hmm. someone who knows art theory and has painted a lot can maybe note like you know you need to shift these two things over to give the most either challenge or to give the easiest thing or to adjust like they can tell you what things to focus on in different sessions to help you improve um and and they can challenge you like i th- i think i said like i try to challenge myself to do and in, in pottery to make the shapes that i don't like as much but also mm-hmm. to make the shapes that are hard uh so like i would have my teacher would go okay you will now make low wide bowls this entire class you just do and i would go i don't like it and she would go i know but you are good at the thing that you are doing we both know that you need to uh, to grow (laughs) and Mm -hmm. so a teacher can you know challenge you and uh, like in in both senses of the word like challenge you as in set you a challenge and challenge you is in in the sense of going no no. <laughs> yeah, there is something so valuable in having eyes on you to actually do it. Because I mean, I know when I set myself like a challenge, I'm like, I'm a pushover. <laughs> I don't have to do this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know Tiff isn't really watching <laughs> or she doesn't care. So like, I did. I set myself the challenge of I'm going to draw a portrait, one portrait a week. And this was, I don't know, two months ago. You know how many portraits I've drawn? One. I've drawn one, <laughs> like, but I've been done it at all. There's, there's like eight weeks in a month or in two months. That yeah, that doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, I should have a lot more portraits, <laughs> right? Like I really dropped the ball on that one. And that's that's another thing that classes like, especially if you have you know homework in between the things, it is way more embarrassing to come back to the class the next week or the next month. And they're like, all right, so now, you know, we're going to talk about the things that we've done since the last time. We're going to critique them. And you go, oh, the, the dog ate it. Like, it's it's a different thing than if you're like, mm-hmm. I'm going to post my portraits on Facebook or whatever. Yeah. And then you it's so easy to, like, not post things because, you know what, nobody really holds you accountable on social media. You know, like everyone else is busy with their own stuff or they can't see every post. They're like, what happened to day 11 of your hashtag everyday portrait yeah everyone's like well where's your where's your portraits and i'm like you know no one has asked me that at all even though i was like type 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 i'm gonna do and i even had i found one um i was scrolling back to find some funny thing that my kid said that i posted on twitter and i found this post that i made of like look at me on the scale i'm gonna lose some weight (laughs) and then it's like months later i'm like yeah i did i posted that to hold myself accountable and to hopefully have other people hold me accountable. And how did that turn out, Tiff? How well, this is out? where I, as the body positivity activist, I go, but how do you feel <laughs> in your body and about working out? That's true. My pants fit better. Your pants fit better. Pound. You sleep better. You poop better. <laughs> I bet you. <laughs> but yeah, so social media, you're dropping the ball. <laughs> <laughs> you need to guilt Tiff more. That's your That's right. You're letting me fail. It's all your fault. It's not my fault. So what about you? What <laughs> are what artsy classes? Like because you you do photography. How did you how did you get there? Um, that was a lot of trial and error. Mm-hmm. You know, like just doing so. I took a couple classes at some things in the city. I've taken um, dressmaking classes for to get better at sewing and. I, uh, so it's just here and there, but I generally usually have taken like one and then just done it because 
I'm the type of person that has a career or a hobby or a thing that I do and I'll do it for like two years and then I'll move on and do something else. I feel like being a mom and podcasting has lasted longer (laughs) than almost anything else. Maybe it's because, you know, you have to be a mom. You can't like leave. I mean, I guess you could, but you'd be really bad person. All right. I will Uh, (laughs) will make a note to myself in Google Cal that in about a year and a half, I'm going to suggest a new podcast topic to you so you don't abandon me. (laughs) <laughs> no, I won't abandon you. Well, look how, how long I've been with top four. That's been more than two years. That's true. So I, it's, you know, it's maybe it was, I was so fickle with things because I didn't find the thing that I loved the best or felt like it fit the most, mm-hmm. you know? And so I feel like maybe, and doing art and making things has always been something that I like doing, but I've never found my medium before, mm-hmm. like what I really, truly loved. And I really feel like maybe painting is that for me. Like it might stick long term because I keep wanting to go forward. Like all of a sudden I do want to take classes and which I haven't done before. So, so I think, man, maybe this is a good thing. Do you feel like, do do you feel like I joked about inferiority complex, but do you feel like either less of an, a small A or a big A artist because you haven't had schooling all right. So in comparing myself, which I always bring up, um, you know, my studio, I should just call her Jamie. Everyone, her name is Jamie. I'm just going to say Jamie. Um, she went to all of the schools, right? She did all the school. And so I always look up to her and I look to her for advice and information and things. So yeah, I do feel like less school makes you a little a artist until you and, it, and I feel like until you prove yourself with, I don't know what that means, though. You know, does that mean you have 12 painted canvases sitting in the corner that you've actually done? Or does that mean that you've sold something? Does that mean that, like, like what translates you into the big A? As we, when we talked to um, Anna, right? Like, she even has her profession as an artist and she can't see herself as the big A. Yeah even though we do. You know? yeah, and for me, like, cause people will ask me, you know, when I'm out selling stuff or they see stuff or in general, like, Oh, where, you know, where did you go to school? Because it's assumed that if you, if you are like a working and selling artist uh, in some capacity, then you've gone to art school. And sometimes in markets, you know, I'll be next to someone who's like a jewelry designer or whatever. And they'll have gone to one of the big art schools and they'll sort of assume that I have too, which is, you know, flattering for, for my work. But I'll, you know, and, and I immediately feel like, oh, no, I just, you know, I've, I've, I've taken classes and I've done pottery for 10 years. Um, and, and part of that, I think it is important to, to be clear that there is definitely, you know, gaps in my schooling and training if I wanted to, you know, get like a, a master's diplomas and not in the master's of arts, but you can get you know, like a master of pottery, master of, I'm assuming, leather work or whatever, um, mm-hmm. in, in many countries in Europe, I wouldn't be able to get one of those right now unless I really sat down and did the specific things that they want you to be able to do. Like, I don't, um, I'm not fully trained on all of the different ways of making glaze, like all of these different things. I'm good at the things that I want to do. And I can, I know how I could train myself to specific things. But I only feel like when I have to admit in certain situations, like, no, I haven't gone to art school. Like, I <laughs> I have a master's degree in film studies. I am super useful to society. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, it's, um, 
And I think maybe that's, again, because I sell my things and then feel like maybe I have to prove myself and be like, I'm, I'm good anyway. I'm curious if I wonder, I don't really feel the pressure of I haven't been to art school because in making things and art, I think the talent of the person shows through more than the learning <laughs> that they had, you know, because I feel in our society and how we're growing up uh, as young adults now and kind of like the millennial culture makers and people who just want to create things. I mean, people aren't going to school to be brewers. <laughs> they just are starting to like brew beer. Like they just start doing it. And so I I don't feel as much pressure yeah. about taking classes because I don't know, maybe it's an American thing, but around <laughs> here, like no one's looking for your, you know, leather guild stamp <laughs> on your products. They're just like, well, does it look good or does it not? You know, Are so you a self-made artist. But I think that sometimes yeah. like also with with a lot of different kinds of arts, it's also good to have uh the the context of of history and stuff like for instance may like i remember talking in a previous episode you were talking about how you feel a lot of your still lives feel a little boring or or flat and it got me thinking about how for a lot of history there was an a, like an important tradition in still lives to always have a memento mori in there like it, sometimes it was a skull to show like everything is is um, ephemeral everything will die sometimes it was just like a tiny dead bug like almost behind the vase like there was always an element in there to remind you of like death and decay <laughs> even if it was this amazing floral display and like that is also interesting to know and uh, like maybe that part of it I think is just like the per kind of person that I am like it's fascinating to know about the history of uh, the China porcelain trade uh, in, mm. in like western <laughs> Europe but it's also Sometimes it can be like, well, this is why we appreciate these shapes. Like this is uh, the rule of, of thirds. This is the golden uh, ratio. Like that kind of thing can help you also understand things that maybe you do instinctively, but maybe you maybe sometimes you do need either that nudge or that you know can you can get help getting to that light bulb. <laughs> Yeah, like you're saying that the, the reason someone is better than someone else when you're just like looking at them completely blind, like like a blind taste test mm -hmm. situation, not knowing who made what or what their background was. The reason that one is better than the other is because they do have the background foundation and the knowledge and the the references that they were using. And so it informs their work and makes it just that much better and elevates it that much than as opposed to someone that just kind of put something on a canvas because they yeah. felt like it. And sometimes it can be about like, you can save yourself all those errors because the great masters did it first. But say like, like you were saying, you don't have to go to school to become a brewer. You can do it. Yeah. But sometimes it can also be fasting to be like, you know, you taste the beer when you're at um, and a beer comp. I have a friend who's a judge in, in, in microbrewery competitions. I love it. She's so cool. <laughs> um, but like, you can be like, this is, uh, I don't know, Belgian style beer. This is, uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not good at beers, obviously, but like, because you, you know, the history of like, this is how you can tell mm -hmm. that this was not just uh, brewed late in the season, but also this is reminiscent of this guy who did this first, like knowing, not right. just having the recipes, but knowing like, this is the guy who knew to flip the barrel thing. I drink wine. <laughs> I don't know. But you know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah, like yeah. that can give you a different 
appreciation. If you have like a small culinary background, if we're talking about brewing beer, like you know kind of what flavors would go together. Mm -hmm. And as opposed to someone who doesn't, then they just kind of make a whole bunch of really gross beers. <laughs> or, they can make, or they can make great beers, but maybe it's, they could make amazing beer. I don't know what the step between great and amazing is. I'm assuming that amazing is, is higher. But you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it can be like, this is really good still life. And then there's a dead bug in there and suddenly you go oh, i like this now <laughs> yeah i like it so much better than that still life without the dead bug this metaphor is getting weirder and weirder <laughs> <laughs> so how have you how have you learned your stuff though like you talk about your stu um, studio mate jamie uh, mm -hmm. uh but where have you like picked up stuff is it has it been trial and error is it youtube is it yeah i mean i use social media and um YouTube and things like that is a tremendous crutch like that is because if I'm just hanging out I'll be like oh okay I'll just watch some videos or I'll just you know watch other people painting and try things and then just trying to like I guess the term would be like opening like breaking open your eye and <laughs> really looking at something really different as opposed to being like okay I'm looking at this thing like let me try and actually see the shadows let me try and actually see what the colors are like first I try and look at it wrong and be like okay that just looks pink right and it's like well it's not just pink there's like gray and there's this and there's what you know like there's blue and there's green in there like trying to see all that so that when I'm painting something I can add that in and make it better than just I put a pink blob on the canvas mm -hmm. so I guess it's more of my learning is trying to retrain my own brain, but on my own mm -hmm. and on my own time, which might not be as productive as it could be. So, yeah, I think classes are in my future. Maybe that's our homework for this week. I think that's our <laughs> homework for, for 2018. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's oh yeah. Not this week. I mean, I was I was looking yeah. At like summer photography classes to again like challenge myself to different things, and I've been looking at painting classes because now um um my my schedule is going to be a bit more open um for that uh, I'm afraid to say that is is the plan, and then life will get in the <laughs> way, um, but I th I think like I think my main takeaway from this like talking about it getting it out of my head is classes are awesome, but it is really hard to not feel like but this is supposed to be fun why does it have to be so structured yeah. but you have to really get to the but but it's more fun when you're better it, re it really really is and yeah it is way easier to get better when you have help from someone who is way smarter than you all right i'm i'm committed uh <laughs> social media <laughs> podcast hold me accountable to take a class <laughs> before I the end like of the year be like you know reddit has that function like remind me in x time well here i'm gonna <laughs> open up my phone right now and i'm gonna put it in things <laughs> and i'm gonna put it as hmm should i put it under studio yeah so so listen project <laughs> for i don't know july 4th or for i don't know when any holidays in america are uh, nag tiff yeah. that's that's your homework <laughs> <laughs> yeah just every once in a while send me a message be like so did you sign up for that class yet i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it because now i have a podcast to talk about it on so if i take a class i'm helping us have a better show you can uh you can uh claim it on your taxes or something sure <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what what classes though because you mentioned the the life drawing thing like if if you were gonna say like 
your top four, <laughs> your top four classes in no particular order that you would want to take? I think I would have to definitely do a figure drawing class because I'm really interested in drawing people um, way more than landscapes. I don't know because I don't find landscapes extremely appealing. Like I liked doing that water painting, but that was like very specific view. I don't really like um, Bob Ross, like happy tree and little brook and I I don't I wouldn't want to hang that finished piece in my house so I like something that's a little bit weirder um and I would like to learn figure drawing so that I can break all the rules because I like all of the paintings of people that have broken rules instead of like the super anyway but yeah figure drawing and I guess something with flowers because I'm so bad at flowers and I hate them so I guess I need some help because I hate them because it's a lot of brush technique with doing flowers and leaves and foliage. So I, so I only have two top fours. I have two. That's all I can <laughs> handle right now. What about you? What would you want to learn how to paint? I know what your number three is, is pottery in my basement. Oh, I would love a pottery class. Are you kidding? If I'm not, yeah, if I'm not talking about just painting classes then yeah i would totally love a pottery class i have a super ugly pot that i made in school and i love it (laughs) um i think my my top four is um i would like to take like a continuing photography class to just like play even more with i want to get really good at portraits i love portrait photography Mm -hmm. but i want to get really good at it um and like getting getting better at watercolors just like like even though I would hate it I want someone to make me play with all of the different like water applications and dilutions and just like do the same boring rock over and over again because I want to unlock that like I I feel like I can almost feel it in my hands but there's something missing darn it I would like that too I would hate it it too I would also hate it but I want to be better. But maybe maybe we can we can uh, meet up and do like YouTube wine and the same line over and over again. <laughs> I wonder if we can like Twitch stream art things. Probably. Opening up streams here. Well, it's going to be good. <laughs> and also like I oil painting is also one of those things like I've played with, but I think that sometimes it is better. To, again, like a teacher, like I can do it but it's it's so much slower as well when you have to find like oh the different technique videos for like the eight different things you want to do or like trying to understand what it is they're talking about so like that would be that would be cool oh i know like a character development class for um more of a animation style drawing like more um oh that's cool that's cool yeah uh like comic not comic book what's the term what am i thinking of it's on the tip of my tongue just like digital illustration or digital yeah but more um instead of realism more like caricature drawings development Uh that kind of thing i think i would really like that it would be fun to take just a general digital illustration class to get better at at that to see like where where my glitches are actually i want to take a class on like um throwing really really big things and you can take those classes but my dream class is actually i don't know if i told you this there's this pottery in um in japan where you can go and you can stay there up to i think three months in a row uh and 
you stay in this tiny room on like on top of the pottery like on the second floor and then you just throw pots all day and you can choose how much you want the master to instruct and or scold you Uh, like you can either just sit there and just like do stuff all day and then they they um fire stuff in the kiln a couple of times during your stay there and it's just like it sounds so cool And, and you can also take trips to different like important you know historic and or working potteries mm-hmm. around that area of japan it's just like it'd be such an amazing thing to do what's funny though is in japan uh their wheels traditionally spin the other way so you have to learn to do, do all your really? stuff on the yeah and you have to learn wow. to do all your stuff on the other side of the of the pot which is kind of funny that is something i would have never in a million years <laughs> thought of as a thing and they actually say that in the in like the informational materials. They're like, uh, you know, our wheels go the other way. We work, you know, at nine o'clock instead of three o'clock on the pot. And any instruction from the master will be based on that. So if you can't adjust your throwing, uh, you won't be able to get the same amount of instruction, wow. which is kind of hilarious. That's insane. That's so cool. <laughs> oh, all this learning going on. All right, I'm I'm feeling kind of pumped. I really am. Me too. At first I was, but now uh, now I'm starting to feel a little bit down because I'm getting worried about being like the 35-year-old lady taking the classes of all the things. But you know what? That's <laughs> I'm, awesome, I'm so though. nervous of that. Like, I don't know. Feeling illegitimate, you know? I I love having like my mental caftan and being like, I have cats, I throw pots, <laughs> I knit, uh, and I'm I'm totally okay with that. Like I like port and and Irish cream as well. It's okay. <sighs> I still feel like I want to be too cool for school, but <laughs> I guess it doesn't really help you in the long run, does it? No. Yeah. What we could do is if if we meet up somewhere, I can teach you to throw and you can teach me about uh, oil painting. We can do an exchange of skills. All right. So I'm going to actually have to get better at it than to teach you. <laughs> so I should go take some classes. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you have a reason. Have... All right. I'm on it. <laughs> yeah. And and um, if the listeners have any tips about like great resources or like classes or teachers that they can specifically recommend, we mm-hmm. would love tips on that. I don't know if either of us can travel very far for classes but even so well also i would like to hear if anybody um took classes and had great experiences or had bad experiences you know uh, i'm i'm just curious i i want some more interaction from our audience Mm -hmm. so anything that they do want to help us out tell us anything that they're working on um if we get enough responses, I would love to start curating something with everybody's <laughs> yeah. work. I, I am. I'm, I really want to get into that kind of more collective art, collective realm of things and, and see what, where we can take that. Yeah, we're going to apply our guilt to you as well. Mm-hmm. Give us things. Make us happy. Um, and right. maybe we can all stream in into a giant Twitch stream and watch each other paint. Oh, excellent. This sounds good. This sounds good. <laughs> yeah. I think we have places to go. We do. Uh, and and you can reach us uh, as Make Do Pod in most places. We even have the email address makedopod at gmail dot com if you want to send us anonymous submissions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show notes for this episode will be at makedopod dot com. Uh, I'm trying to think like what what can I threaten to post as the episode <laughs> picture for for this picture? I will take a picture of my bad um, wine art class painting. Oh, that's amazing. There we go. What I do love about those is like seeing the same tree 
18 times. Like there's something like it almost becomes like an absurdist art project in itself to have like smiling people with the same tree. Like it's almost creepy. It's exactly in like itself. that. There was one person in our class, though, who used all different colors, and hers came out so much better. I was really jealous that she thought <laughs> to do that. I was like, you didn't listen at all, and it's amazing. So maybe like, I'll just you, go and not listen. You started drinking before you got here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Where can they find us on Twitter, Julia? <laughs> they can find us, again, Make Do Pod, and we are Tiffany Arment and Julia Scott individually. And, of course, if you're not already subscribed... Uh, we love you anyway, but you should subscribe. And uh, if you listen in iTunes, we would love it if you would leave stars and reviews, uh, hopefully good ones. But I think maybe even bad reviews bump it up in the algorithm. I don't know. What? Don't do that, though. Don't, don't, no, no, <laughs> no. Give us give us loving good, reviews good because thing. clearly, clearly we we have issues with with feedback. <laughs> <laughs> but we will be back uh, in a fortnight. Uh, probably maybe signed up to something but maybe not maybe anyway uh until next time go make and do <laughs>